0: hi welcome back to mom and murder this is mom
1: and this is Murr.
0: we are true crime comedy podcast also paranormal and spiritual discussions from the tri-state area we'd like to welcome you all back to our second episode Hello. Episode. Yeah. Got <laughs> one in the books. How are you feeling about it?
1: Good, good. Other than I want to apologize to everybody the way I was breathing into the microphone last time that <laughs> I was a little bit close, but we're gonna hopefully fix that this week.
0: Yeah, which brings me into um we would like to shout out or not shout out, but give our apologies for our sound qualities you know we're new we're working with this stuff um trial and error so if you guys can all bear with us we hope that we'll make this a great podcast for you guys to listen to got some great great stories coming up for you guys so um i think you guys will enjoy them like i said we're from the tri-state area and we want to kind of um we kind of want to what am i saying target Crimes and things that happen in the tri-state. Not that not that we don't think everything else is important, but um, we just want to get these small stories out there that a lot of people haven't heard. So
1: close uh, to home.
0: Yeah, that are close to home, like she said. So with that said, I, uh, I just want to send a huge, huge thank you out to all the supporters we have out there already. Like I am literally, I'm, I, I got goosebumps <laughs> right now. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> Um, my goal for the week was for us to, I mean, since we're from the tri-state area and as we've mentioned, we're located in Iowa. Um, and I, I figured that we get some Iowa listeners, you know, cause that's where we're from, where we're, we're located. So my goal was to reach Wisconsin.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and my, how did we do?
0: My goal to reach Wisconsin was because we have some family members there. So <laughs> I, I thought, you know they're gonna back us up we're gonna get wisconsin holy cow i i can't even tell you we've exceeded our goal girl what did we do oh well let me tell how you how far
1: did we get <laughs> we went global did we, we did. holy not shit! not
0: only did we reach wisconsin we've we've got listeners in illinois we've got listeners in nebraska utah and you wait for it the me freaking hear. Philippines.
1: The Philippines. The fucking Philippines. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. I was not expecting that one.
0: I was not. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, like I said, I'm seriously, I'm seriously humbled. I, you know, I wanted, I, I wanted to do this show and I figured, you know, we'll see where it goes. But damn, the Philippines.
1: <laughs>
0: so, yeah, also want to send a thank you out to everyone that has reached out to see how they can help what they can do to um, help with the podcast, how we can grow this. And honestly, right now, um, all we can ask for is to send in some listener stories um, so that we have some stories from you to read on the air. And what we're talking about with listener stories is things that have happened with you. Like, um, let's say your house is haunted and you had an experience. We want you to write in and tell us about that experience. Then that way, Mer gets to tell me <laughs> because I'm always the one talking here. I'm the one telling her stories. And um, of course, I don't get to react because I know the story. <laughs> so if she has some listener stories that she can read me, then maybe I get to react and I get to do the holy fucking shit. Are you me? That did not happen.
1: Yeah, a <laughs> <So>, liar.
0: <laughs> so, so, yeah, we're hoping to get some of them out. Um, we did have a couple of people send in some suggested stories, which are great as well. Um, so we are currently looking into a few of those. Um, but right now we're looking for listener stories, personal experiences. You know, maybe you were on a old dark road and, you know, your car stalled and you had something happen or um, I don't know, just
1: anything whatever. spooky, scary.
0: Yep. Spooky, scary crime true crime related
1: anything that gives you the heebie-jeebies yeah
0: (laughs) we like them we like them stories i mean mercedes and i we have stories upon stories that we can share with you but those are going to come out in due time um we want to hear from you we want we want your stories out there too so you guys can get those out there get them to us so we can we can share your stories it'd be great so also um another way you can help is to obviously listen to our podcast rate our podcast um we are going to have drawings for some merch and some other things but um we need those ratings out there so we can actually see them um so what will happen is once your rating is out there we'll get your name into a drawing and we're hoping to do a drawing once a month so get them get get rating us so that we can see them so we can get your name in a bucket and Get some winners out there. Get our merch out there.
1: And also, please tell all of your friends. Yes,
0: please share, 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 share this so we can uh, get that out in that avenue as well. So also, I'd like to give a shout out to our graphic design artist, Michaela, my daughter, who made our awesome logo for us.
1: Yay, um, Kayla! Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Kayla, she did
0: a great job. She's a yes, great, she did. She is a great artist. So, um, want to give her a a huge thank you to get, getting that done for us. And we'll get some merch made, and obviously she's probably going to be doing that job as well. So we'll get some merch made up. Um, there's some hold up right now on some back-ordered items. So we'll get those going, but in due time.
1: Perfect. Uh, we would also like to give a shout-out to our music composer, Austin. He uh, made the intro specifically for us, so thank you so much for that.
0: Yeah, our spooky,
1: the spooky spooky track.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he did a really great job. So thank you, Austin. We really appreciate that. Um, Due to copyrights, we can't use someone else's music, and we knew we wanted an intro. So we want to really send a huge thank you, Austin, for giving us an awesome, unique intro. (laughs) It's pretty cool. So all right, Mer. what's What's been uh, what's been going on with you this week? Yet, yeah. well,
1: um, it's actually been a pretty big week for us. Um, so last time I didn't really introduce myself. I got a little bit of the first app jitters and <laughs> didn't didn't now. know what to say. So, <laughs> um, as you know, my name is Mer. I uh, will tell you a little bit about myself. So. I have a fiancé, Dan. We just got engaged this past June um, on a family trip. Well, it was right before the family trip, but I'm sure I'll tell you about that at some point. And um, we have two puppies, uh, Pete and Evie, and then also a cat, Gira. Um, But we are going to also be adding to our pack. Um, Found out in November that we will be having another additions. So and that I'm going to blame on why I was breathing so heavily into the microphone. <laughs> Cuz I'm not used to this. There's a lot of pressure up in there. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Mercedes is expecting. So yes. I am going to have my first grandbaby and we also had gender reveal.
1: Yes. That's what I was getting to with the big week. So we had our gender reveal and we found out that we will be having a boy. Yay. Yay. Yay! So we are very excited for that. Um, that's a lot of big emotions this week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and you know she's got this big belly, so that's why she was. We realized how she was sitting over here. That's she's all slumped over and has no room to breathe. So.
1: I wasn't. I wasn't giving myself any any room. So we're tr- we're trying a new position this week and seeing how that goes. She's
0: i love it can't get enough belly rubs on there, oh so.
1: goodness yes it's very, definitely growing quick and it's popping out yeah great
0: well I, so, I had a great week as well um as you know we're from midwest tri-state area um sunday was an absolute gorgeous day it oh was so
1: nice i actually got outside without my coat on
0: without your coat <laughs> without <laughs> nice. a coat yeah we went out we Got some trail walking in. Um, I actually did approximately. I didn't have my tracker on my phone. I, I just got a new phone, so unfortunately, I forgot.
1: To you gotta walk those steps, girl.
0: I know, but I had to. <laughs> I had to uh, rely on another tracker. So um yeah, I did about ten thousand steps. But uh, it was nice to get out there, get some fresh air, soak in some vitamin D with that sunshine. Oh, I tell you, got some great nature pictures, and just kind of, you know, got my zen down.
1: What's your new phone? What's my new phone? <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, man, I I can't say enough about this phone either. The pictures yeah? this thing takes.
1: I heard it's got some pretty awesome huh, picture taking skills.
0: This, these pictures on here are like unbelievable. <laughs> so yeah, I am super impressed. That's why I got it. You know, I'm not I'm not so much a phone techie. I'm all about the pictures because. You know <laughs> There's over ten thousand pictures on here, and uh, oh yeah, I'm oh out of space, <laughs> always
1: running out of storage for pictures. She's I like, "How do that? I, how do I get this uh, more memory on my phone?" I was like, "Well, you got to, got to delete some of those pictures, damn it." <laughs> well,
0: I finally went out and bought a um, what is it called memory a, card?
1: Not a memory card. Uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. A
0: Five terabyte um, hard drive, oh. external hard drive I bought. <laughs> I went, I went in and says, give me the biggest you because I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to fill it up. He said, oh, good. I doubt you're going to fill this up. Yeah. Well, I'm well, not going we'll we'll
1: to put it past you. We'll see. not going to put it past you. It's going to happen.
0: It's all so going to
1: happen. Oh, um, and also, before I forget, Dan got us a present. Would you like to see what he got us?
0: Dan got you and I a present? mm mm-hmm. Stop it. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Dan is something else. He, uh... Oh, you're you're kidding me!
1: No, he made them at work for us, and he said that I had to share with you now so that he could listen to your reaction.
0: Oh my god, this is super awesome! (laughs) So I'm opening up this this gift here. Oh my god, I'm like I'm choked up and it is an awesome jacket and um it has our mom and murder logo on it and our names oh my god you know i'm telling you isn't he awesome he is awesome (laughs) but you know when he when he gives us a hard time or we like to give him a hard time (laughs) we like to use the phrase Mm -hmm. damn it dan
1: so, oh, I swear i said that phrase about twelve times a day, at we least. We blame everything on Dan, so
0: um, whether it's his fault or not, whether he's involved or not, we, we, we blame everything on Dan. So,
1: like, so if something
0: goes wrong in our podcast and we're we're trailing off, here and we, uh, say, damn it, damn it, Dan. You know, the backstory, even though he's, he's gonna not, blamed, it's not even not his, not his, his fault. Here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Dan. I, <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's, it's amazing. I, oh, I, yeah, I literally got tears.
1: Yeah. Oh, he, he wanted, to, he wanted you to have a little bit of a uh, merch for yourself oh, to wear. That
0: is so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't even. Okay, that's cool. great. <laughs> thank you, Dan. I really appreciate you. All right. Well, is there anything else that we need to talk about or get out there or um, other than telling our listeners to share? And oh, also, we want to now that I'm thinking of it, I want to apologize. I know that we do um, announce that we will be available on um, different platforms and Mercedes can tell you the platforms that we have announced here.
1: Um, so we right now we're only available on Spotify. I had a little bit of trouble getting um, it started on the Apple podcast, Google Play Music and Overcast. Um, I am still working on that and I hope to have it up by within the next few weeks here. Um, As far as right now, it is only on Spotify. So Um again, hopefully that will be fixed.
0: Yeah, so bear with us, but we'll we'll get it figured out. If not, we'll have to call in and see what's going on. Because I know other people do want to, you know, there's a lot of iPhone, a lot of it will tell us our listeners too and what devices are listening on. Oh goodness. Yeah, and a lot of them are iPhone users. So um I have had a lot of questions. Is it available on iTunes or I Apple Music or whatever. Yeah, it will be. Um, please bear with us. We've just we've had a lot going on, <laughs> not only just with this podcast, just in life in general. Um,
1: and I'm also pretty new, so I yeah. don't I don't know how to work all this fancy she tech didn't stuff. did do this podcast.
0: With me. I, <laughs> kind of, you know, as her mother, I'm kind of making her do it a little bit, but I, I think she's coming around.
1: Uh, I'm I'm just kind of a little bit shy, so. She's lying. She's not shy. <laughs> We're working on it. Yeah.
0: So. All right. So if you don't have anything else, any other announcements, uh, I have a story to tell you. Let's hear it. All right. I don't know if you want to hear it, but you're going to hear it. Uh-oh.
1: No, I'm just kidding. They're Uh-oh. all going to be like
0: this. You we'll know? <laughs> just get used to it. All right. So the resources that I have found this information on is um, the Murder Tapes, Season 1, Episode 5, Don't Go In There, the Gazette. Monsters and Critics, AP News, and KCRG-TV9 News. All right, this story that happened not all that long ago and in my teen stomping grounds literally only blocks from where I grew up.
1: Oh, shit. Yes.
0: (laughs) This is the story of Beverly and Puccio. On December third, 2017, at eleven forty-eight p.m., a call came in to the Dubuque county nine one one dispatch. Yeah, sir, and you said something I just came over here. I know this girl. She wasn't answering my phone all day, all last night. I woke up the chair, opened up the door, I looked at my door, wasn't everywhere? Okay. She said you went upstairs to She's there, please. Okay, she touches. Sir, I don't know. I opened up the door, I saw one, I got the hell out of there. What is your name? My name's Jay. <laughs> She's, She's naked, but I saw flight it work. That's all I can tell you. Something, something so within minutes. The Dubuque, Iowa police officers were dispatched to the scene. Now, this is a house on the north side of town. Officer Craybill was the first one to arrive on the scene and spoke to the 911 caller that was waiting outside the residence. After the caller gave a brief summary and advised Craybill, "You don't want to go in there." Craybill entered the residence with his gun drawn, not knowing what or who was in there and what to expect. He heads up the stairs. He heads up the flight of stairs in a bedroom off to the right. He finds the brutally beaten naked body of a woman covered in blood that was immediately identified as deceased. Other officers arrive and begin to assess the scene. Now, at first, it was quite obvious things that they noticed that the woman was completely naked, smeared with blood. There were pools of blood and blood spatter all over the walls. It was a very gruesome scene.
1: Uh, sounds like it. Yeah.
0: While searching the room, they did find a woman's ID and identified the deceased female as 42-year-old Beverly Ann Puccio. Beverly Ann Swank Puccio was born on February 4th, 1975. So she's just she was just born two years after me so about my age, in Maquoketa, Iowa, about 30 miles south of Dubuque, to Mother Rose and Father Gary, a.k.a. Gummer. She attended Makoka Community Schools until she moved to Dubuque, Iowa. She married Joseph Puccio, Jr. on September 11, 2009. She loved her family and loved her dog. Beverly is described as being a real good prankster and enjoyed helping others and having fun. She was very loving, very kind-hearted, and easygoing. She was a good person who spoke to her mom two to three times a day. Kind of like us. (laughs) She had a good heart and would give the shirt off her back. She loved music and wanted to be a singer. Definitely someone taken too soon. She had a lot of love to give.
1: That's always so sad.
0: Super sad, and it, you know it's always the good ones. It's always like the good. I mean,
1: it it always seems to be people that, people, people that just don't that, deserve it that get the worst of them. I'm not saying that anybody deserves to have anything like that happen, of course, but it's always the kind-hearted people that you hear the that get that get the worst of it. Yeah, and
0: the story that you're gonna hear about Beverly, Beverly did absolutely not deserve any of this that she got. Mm. So so her family has lived in that home for 20 plus years, um, but it was presumed that she was living at the home alone at this time. I, I can't verify that. I don't know, but I think she was living there alone at the time. The detectives on the scene can immediately determine this is clearly a homicide. She was visually, in their words, beat the hell up. Oh, they were they, at, at the beginning. They thought maybe she was a possible victim of sex abuse. They didn't want to get tunnel vision, as I say, you know, how mm-hmm. they just zone in on yeah. one thing and have one idea. Um, They didn't want to get tunnel vision. So they actually did look at every possibility, but honestly, they, they just kept coming back to homicide. I, I mean, there was, there was no other, you know, they, they kind of noted, That, you know, maybe it was self-inflicted, but then, you know, obviously that was right away Ixnade because, you know, the injuries on her body. There was no way she could have done this herself. So they come back to um, homicide. And they did note that there was blood still coming out of her. So whatever happened didn't happen all that long ago.
1: It's recent.
0: Right. It was super recent. And they wanted to get on this quick case quickly to catch whoever was responsible for committing such a horrific act. They searched the rest of the house and they find the throw on the door was not, it wouldn't fully engage. You know, the throw is like that. The latch. Yeah. Yeah. It's called a throw, but yeah, the latch <laughs> So that when you latch the door, how it can mm-hmm. engage and lock. Yep. So this didn't come fully out. So they now are thinking, well, was it an intruder? Was it someone that knew that this didn't engage and knew that she was there alone? So it
1: never engaged. It was just, it wasn't like somebody had broken it right, to get in. Right. You could shut okay. it,
0: but it wouldn't fully like latch shut. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now they're thinking, well. Was it somebody Did somebody know, know? And somebody, mm-hmm. Or was it a passerby that, you know, just happened to check the door and it was, they were able to gain entry. So right. they They didn't know. Um, but yeah, they were they were concerned that that was a possibility that she wasn't able to, you know shut her door fully and keep herself safe. They're wondering, you know, was this someone that knew it or did some random person find this flaw? Uh-huh. Well, they head outside to speak to the 911 caller again, who was identified as Jay Scobble, Scobble. They get a statement from him. Jay states that he was trying to contact her the previous night before, all day, all night, and wasn't able to reach her. So when he couldn't reach her, he finally decided to go check on her. Now, please immediately note that his demeanor was oddly calm, and he didn't seem too upset.
1: I tell you what, if I find a a body like that, especially a friend that I would go check on for not answering my calls, I'd be, he sounded very calm on that phone.
0: Okay. That phone call. Yes, I I totally agree. (laughs) Now, but what I want to point out with that is that I just want to give my own comment here that people, people deal with grief differently.
1: Correct. Yes, absolutely.
0: People deal with tragedy differently. And people mm-hmm. deal with loss differently so with that said um you know he he could have been all crazed he could have been calm he could have been in shock
1: where yeah. it just didn't hit quite right. yet okay
0: so let's not make any assumptions just yet all right. oh bum, bum, bum. all right well but we're really Caught their attention was the comment that he made.
1: Fuck! What do you say?
0: Bomb drop. This ain't the first time I found somebody dead. So
1: what the? F- Why would you say that? Um. What? Why? <laughs> um. What? What? What did you just say? Is this uh, thing on? <laughs> I. What
0: the? Fuck? Yeah, I. I don't know why you would even make a comment like that to the police. Uh, Especially the police. Right. Like, after, that's. After you just. <laughs>
1: called <laughs>
0: in a homicide.
1: Oh my God. Like, what's the reason for you that? Ready for the
0: second bomb drop?
1: <laughs> Can it get any worse?
0: Jay's an ex boyfriend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jay's looking awfully guilty.
0: Now, we all know. That when a homicide is being investigated, they look at the person's closest to us first. They call this process of elimination. Mm -hmm. They have no. Makes sense. They have the most access access to your life. Right. So in speaking with Jay, he states that he did speak with Beverly when she called and she stated that she was at the Walnut Tap. They photograph him collect some forensic evidence, and release him.
1: Did he have any markings on
0: him? He did not. He had not one iota of blood spatter, no visual scratches, injuries, nothing.
1: But she was beat the hell out of?
0: She was, yeah, she was brutally beaten. Hmm. There was blood all over the walls all over the bed pools of blood okay all right the next day the detectives receives the autopsy results that beverly had marks and damage to her neck area she had trauma to her face above her eyes blood from her mouth and nose but confirmed that the cause of death was strangulation I remember when we talked last week about strangulation. It's
1: personal. It's
0: personal. It's a tough act. Three to five minutes staring at that person. So that's a really. Yeah. Yeah. She did have alcohol in her system. So it does support Jay's claim that she had been out drinking at a bar that night. Mm Mm-hmm. In interviewing Gary and Rose, Beverly's parents, they claim that Beverly has been spending a lot of time with her boyfriend Jay until they had just broken it off. He just didn't feel right about the relationship, but the two seem to stay friendly with one another. Okay. And you know, there's there's no judgment there. You know, no. It,
1: Sometimes it's just better as friends. Yeah. So
0: just sounded like. Maybe he just didn't want a full on relationship, but he really valued her as a person. As you know, we said before, she Mm -hmm. sounded like a great person. Absolutely. And uh, he probably just wanted to keep her in his life any way he could. Mm -hmm. Uh, They want to re-interview Jay, figuring that he would have the most information to give on how she had spent her last days. To speed up their investigation. Since he was the one that had spoken with her last. Right. Jay claims that he did not go to Beverly's residence. But he did see or talk to her. That part was a little unclear. Like I couldn't figure out if he spoke with her. Or if he like physically was with Seen her. her yeah. um, it just it was a little unclear. So I can't say whether they spoke just spoke on the phone or if they had contact with each other um but he does claim that he did speak or see her saturday afternoon but he didn't go to her residence saturday or sunday until he went to check on her that sunday evening and found her deceased and called 911 immediately he admits that they had little spats and that she was upset that he did not want to be her boyfriend, um, but he claims that he would not have ever hurt her. Again, it sounds like maybe she just wanted a little bit more than he did. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, he just wanted to keep her in her li- in his life. So, um, also, we don't know. Like, what are little spats? Do you think right. Spats are, you know, yeah. This little spat could be something big to someone else. He claims that he was at home all night Saturday night and he did not leave. The police advise him that they would be obtaining his phone records, also with GPS, to make sure that his claim was valid. So they, you know, they're throwing a little bit of, hey, we're going to check that, bud. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also went and spoke to Jay's parents and they did confirm his alibi that he came home around dinner time on Saturday night. And he didn't leave the residence until uh, 8 a.m. Sunday morning when they woke up. Now, detectives know that parents are not always the most reliable alibis when it comes to their children. But they do not have anything solid on Jay. So they follow up on a lead that Jay provided when Beverly had called him and said that she was at the Walnut Tap. Walnut Tap. Mm -hmm. He stated he was not sure why she was there because she never went to that bar. Detectives went to the Walnut Tap and collected surveillance footage for Saturday night and watched the footage for the entire night. Eventually, as Jay confirmed, around 4 p.m., they did see Beverly walk through the front door of the bar. Approximately an hour later, she's seen on another camera view in the bar drinking with another person a male that led them to being intimate with each other touching and kissing Mm. yeah they have the two leaving the walnut tap and getting into a cab outside around 8 pm so what do they do Hmm. they call the cab company (laughs) and bring in the driver of the cab to interview him and find out where they were taken and who this unknown male was that was in the cab with Beverly. The cab driver states that he cannot identify the male as they were sitting in the back seat. You know, it's pretty dark. Mm -hmm. They never use names. So he has, they have no leads on this unknown male. Only that the man paid in cash when he dropped them off at Beverly's residence. So they have no way of tracking him.
1: Mm. Are they able to see, like, who had called or was it the bar that had called?
0: I don't know. That information, that was a great question. That information mm. wasn't on there.
1: But, well, I know people, like, as a bartender, I call cab companies a lot for people. So it may very well have been just from the bar right. or such, you know.
0: Right. Or maybe Beverly called from her phone. Mm-hmm. Something. But what I can tell you is back at Beverly's residence, they noticed that a nursing home nearby has surveillance cameras
1: right outside.
0: (laughs) So they went over and got copies of those to go through as well. Now, the video quality was very poor and the motion detection on it only caught clips. Okay. so you know how they are like.
1: yeah Mm -hmm. so they
0: only caught clips going on and with it being a
1: nursing home i could i wouldn't expect them to have a high tech right yep
0: but they did get footage of a cab pulling up to beverly's residence but unfortunately but unfortunately (laughs) the glitchy motion sensor did not pick up the two getting out of the cab and going into her residence they did however notice a truck that kept oddly going by, back and forth. Hmm. But the video footage quality was not clear enough to get a license plate number, but they were able to figure out the make and model of the truck. Okay. Yeah, so, and what time the truck was coming and going. Hmm. It came back two times the night that Beverly was killed, and then again the next morning. Detectives look into this suspicious truck Further, So, it pulled up around 10.03 p.m., again at 10.14, both times stopping for approximately three minutes.
1: Outside her house?
0: Outside her house.
1: That's fucking weird.
0: Very weird.
1: Were they able to get, like, the license plate or anything off of other traffic cameras or anything
0: ah. like that? Yeah. I have such a smart girl.
1: <laughs>
0: But before we go there, Jay does not own a truck. So the detectives review the traffic footage around Dubuque for that time frame. Now, <laughs> I'm not sure if you know this, but Dubuque has the absolute best camera
1: systems
0: <laughs> all over town.
1: I've heard. Have you seen their videos? <laughs> no. No, I Don't haven't pick your nose in your vehicle. <laughs> see it. Shit. I am not kidding. We've got lots of lots of uh footage of me picking my nose then. I am not kidding. Like
0: <laughs> the traffic cameras that we have around town are amazing. High, high quality. So crazy. God, it, it's it's nuts. Well at 1002, they spot the truck in high definition. Mm-hmm. They follow the truck to confirm it is in fact the truck that they are looking for and get its license plate number. Mm-hmm. The truck is registered to a male that claims that his daughters use the vehicle, and the female driver that was driving that night and in the morning in question would have been his daughter. The detectives bring her in. They want to question her. She claims her boyfriend, 36-year-old Michael Panitari. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Panitari Pian- Panitari. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not giving him <laughs> enough, enough of my time to even care about it. But um, he's a vile man.
1: Mm.
0: He was drinking at the bar that night because they had gotten into a fight earlier that day and he called her around 10 o'clock to pick him up at the corner of Stafford and High Bluff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When they got home, he was emptying out his pockets and he jumped up and said to her, come on, we got to go back. We got to go back to where you picked me up. He forgot something there. His fucking wallet
1: what an <laughs> idiot
0: <laughs> yeah so he had to go back and get his wallet now when she took him back he came out and that's i don't know if that's when she noticed blood on him or if she, i was gonna
1: say did she, she, she must have
0: noticed something on the second trip because after she took it back out there and he came back down or maybe he was taking some time, and she was asking him what was going on. But he came out, and he claimed that when he got there for the second time, he went in, and some dude was leaning on his wallet, and he had pulled a gun on him. So he grabbed the dude and just kept punching him. Oh, big some dude with the gun. Yeah, he's big, punching.
1: big tough guy.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and he blacked out and just kept punching him. Believable story, I know. Mm. Well, now they need to talk to Michael. On Monday, December 4th, just one and a half days later, mm-hmm. one and a half days after the murder, they go to Michael's place of employment, which is just right down the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, if I remember, I drive by that day, and I seen a lot of commotion going on. I, you know, had no clue what was going on. Uh-huh. But, you know, I seen a lot of commotion going on. Didn't pay attention. Wish I would have known. <laughs> Wish I would have known. But anyway, uh, so they uh, they head down there. And they ask him. He, he was standing outside having a cigarette. I don't know if he was on his lunch break or what he was doing. They asked him to come down to the station and talk to them. He seemed anxious and surprised. And you can see the oh fuck on his face. If, if you watch the show, the murder tapes, y- you can literally see like he's just like,
1: oh fuck. You you <laughs> but he fasted. agrees to
0: go. Yeah. Fasted. They get into the interrogation room and they want, they want to lock him into a story. Mm hmm. Now, if they lock him into a story and a timeline of his doings on Friday and Saturday and even Sunday, then, you know, then when they find things that don't add up with his story, then
1: they can come and yeah,
0: that's when they have, you know, right more power to the cause. And, and, and also it looks bad when you're in court and, you know, and
1: you're lying and jumping around yeah, different yeah. then you're lying about and
0: different stories and you're lying about that. Yep. He admits that him and his girlfriend did get into a fight, so he went to the bar. When they ask which bar he went to, he confirms the walnut tap. He says he was there approximately two and a half to three hours, and he met a female there, and they got a little intimate, and what a freaking piece but he doesn't remember her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't even care enough to remember this poor girl's name. Now, when they asked if he remembered her name, because his interrogation is on the show as well, and you can watch the full interrogation. Well, I I, I shouldn't say the full, you they put little clips on it. Mm-hmm. But this motherfucker, he smirks and is pretty calm like he did not have a care in the world about this woman that he just brutally murdered like he he does he gives no freaking like no remorse none whatsoever he admitted that they tried to have sex in the bathroom at the walnut tap but the bartender who I know <laughs> knocked on the door and said only one in the bathroom at at a time and that's. You know somewhat unfortunate because man if they could have just yeah. had their business there to be alive today but like what a you know, ski we can't is skis he had a
1: girlfriend we,
0: we the story michael is telling them so far is proven what they're seeing on the footage and um and they do see him getting into the cab so they get into the cab And Beverly, he's per Michael's story, Mm -hmm. Beverly is texting the whole time during the cab and he's asking her who she's texting. And then she's, she says she's arguing with some guy, the entire cab ride. He says that she's arguing with some guy and then she admits that it's an ex-boyfriend and he asked her if he was going to be a problem. And I don't know if she even responded or whatever, but you know, this is this is Michael setting up a story.
1: But he has a whole ass girlfriend.
0: A whole ass girlfriend at home.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yep, a whole ass one. <sighs> so he's like, Oh, is this dude gonna be a problem? And uh he claims that when they pulled up to Beverly's residence, that this guy was standing there beside a truck he was he was standing there upside a truck and leaned up against it before he got out he asked beverly is this going to be a problem am i going to have to fight him
1: (laughs) big tough (laughs) guy. yeah
0: so he didn't want any confrontation yeah you know he didn't want to fight this guy he didn't want any problems so he called his girlfriend to come pick him up and he left
1: oh
0: And when he left, Beverly and this unknown guy leaned up against a truck. I keep saying truck because obviously he knows there was a truck in view. I
1: mean,
0: he's not completely dumb, but he's dumb. When detectives ask if uh, she mentioned who the ex was, they were dumbfounded with the response of "Jay." though.
1: so dumb, he dumb, dumb. he remembered his name right. but not her name right he, remember,
0: like, yeah, he yeah. sounds
1: like a fucking moron yeah, he, he is
0: a moron he's a complete moron <laughs> oh, well goodness. they make michael wait in the interrogation room and they review the traffic footage once again you know check the story was there a truck there mm-hmm. was there a truck parked there did maybe Jay borrow somebody's truck and he had it posted up there and he's waiting for Beverly to get home and this is what actually happened?
1: I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. There is no truck. There is no truck on any footage besides the truck that came and went that Michael was in. They actually have him on video getting picked up and coming home with his girlfriend.
1: <laughs> what a
0: dick! Yeah, there was no truck there, so they knew he's you know they knew he was lying. They bring Michael's girlfriend back in Mm -hmm. for more questioning. She admits that she took him back down there the next day and that he uh, went in to collect some things in a bag. And when they asked her what was in the bag, she responded, a light bulb with bloody fingerprints, a towel that he used to clean up with. And some other items that he burned in a fire that they had in their backyard. But she says the bloody clothes that he is wearing that he was wearing that night mm-hmm. are still in their bedroom. <laughs> 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 this yeah, this dude's a real tool. He's gonna go get a fucking light bulb out of this house that he murdered someone in. But he don't give two shits to
1: To burn his fucking clothes. That he
0: committed the act in. Yeah, he's. I'm telling you. Genius. Oh, yeah. So they go to the residence and recover the blood spattered shoes and clothes and take them down for analysis. Now they go back in and tell Mike that they have surveillance and proof that he was being untruthful. They asked if he did it. He still claims he didn't do it. So they provide him all the proof that they have. They lay their whole (laughs) deck on the fucking table here. They're like, Hey, guy, here's what we got.
1: (laughs) Listen up, loser.
0: Yeah. And he still has nothing more to say. So they arrest him. Under two days, it took them two days. They solved this case. <laughs> now, Honestly, that's some good police work. I mean,
1: yeah, that's that's good because there are plenty. I've heard plenty of cases where it's yeah. years. I mean, for example, our last, our last uh, episode, it, it's still unsolved. So, yeah.
0: can you imagine? Undoubtedly, a lot of help from from this case, right? From the cameras around, to be absolutely, cameras. yeah. Can you imagine if we had those back when, when our Mm. last case was?
1: That would have been a good one. Yeah.
0: Probably wouldn't have an unsolved case.
1: Probably not.
0: Well, with all the evidence they had, surveillance footage, forensic footage, forensic evidence, he had literally no chance to win his claim of innocence. So he pled guilty to second degree murder. And was sentenced to 50 years in prison <laughs> yeah in which he must what serve at least 45 years before he would be eligible for parole but don't worry <laughs> he's a fucking tool
1: <laughs> what did he do
0: oh uh, he calls his i'm assuming now i can say x i'm assuming she's an ex-girlfriend he calls his ex-girlfriend and um threatens her so this tool was later sentenced to life in prison with an additional 70 days for additional charges of tampering with a witness harassing her and threatening her
1: (laughs) so he did this on on the recorded line from jail yes (laughs) He is Telling a them. real winner
0: at, at the, um, sentencing, the family of Beverly Puccio was able to read victim impact statements and, um, oh yeah, some of these were hard to listen to, you know, the, one One included that the four of us will never have the closest closeness that a family should have. And I'm assuming this is from her sister because, um, she states, my mom who sits and waits for her phone calls. My dad who normally steps forth and handles stuff like this had to take a back seat because he didn't know what to do or say. She says, I, I know so horrible. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm so glad that she got to say this directly to him because she, this, the statement, she says directly to him, I know this doesn't bother you at all and you don't care about what you did. You deserve to die the way that she died and she's right. Eye for an eye. Her kids will never get to hear her say, I love you again. They only now have love for each other. Judge Michael Schubat then stated, you did not just murder Miss Puccio. You killed something in each and every person that loved her. And those are some powerful, truthful words. You know, I, I never really sat back and thought about it mm-hmm. in that aspect. You know, like when you take someone's life.
1: You take a lot.
0: You take a little piece of everyone. You know, like obviously I, I knew that, but. To 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 sit, to sit, and
1: yeah, Yeah. actually realize the total loss of everything. And you know, it just out of all of this, it doesn't seem like she had deserved it for any reason. Like, why? Did he ever answer to why? Are you getting?
0: No, I have to wonder what the fuck happened. Like, what set him off? That he literally had to beat the life out of her. The tech, the detectives are assuming that once they got to Beverly's residence, maybe they got into an argument and that it escalated into a physical altercation, ending with the expense of Dever, Beverly's life. But literally, what? Like, what could have escalated that quick? I, I don't know. But this tool is still to this day denying any involvement and I just hope that one day that he fesses up to what he did for closure for her family you know and just
1: gives a reason as to
0: why like you know did you I I don't know did you have a per split personality did this happen did that happen but yeah at at this point this guy is still saying what me one
1: me? That's a that's an interesting one. Especially, I feel so bad for her.
0: Yeah, she was just out having a good time, and someone had to come in and take her life—literally take her life away from her
1: for no reason because she was arguing with a ex. That, I mean, that who knows if that's even what happened. Yeah. Right. She may have just been texting and he had gotten upset about it or something. What a real piece of work.
0: Yeah, that was a pretty dumb criminal. You want to hear another dumb criminal?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. The dumber the better.
0: Well, we figured since we speak about some pretty tough stories and you know we do um make a little light of it when we can we're going to end each segment with the dumbest criminals so i've picked up a couple of stories here and we'll read them each week (laughs) to to hear because there's some pretty dumb criminals out there um some are better than others but these stories are from the new york post Thief caught after trying to rob the same bank twice, two days in a row.
1: <laughs> Duh. Right. Like, what are, you, what
0: are you thinking about? Samuel Brown was busted after he tried to rob the same Fountain Valley, California, Chase Bank, two days in a row, police said. They say criminals always return to the scene of the crime.
1: <laughs> I guess so. But Damn.
0: <laughs> the bumbling California bank robber didn't even wait a day before he came back to the branch that he allegedly knocked over. The San Diego resident took off with a large amount of cash after he slipped a stick-up note to a teller at the New Hope Street Chase Bank at 3 p.m. Monday. Mountain Valley police said in a news release, <laughs> but the dough apparently wasn't enough for Brown. Who came back <laughs> to the bank the next morning and tried to rob it again. Oh, how,
1: did, how much did he get? Did it say? It didn't
0: say. <laughs> <laughs> police arrived around 11 a.m. and arrested him without incident, according to the release. Brown had outstanding arrest warrants, and a rap sheet that included a previous robbery robbery conviction. He's he's being held on a one hundred and dollars bail bond in Orange County jail and is facing multiple robbery charges. <laughs> I mean, how uh, uh, do you go to the same like, <laughs> bank the
1: next day? Like that's not even enough time to change your underwear. <laughs> like for fuck's sake oh that's that's, uh, that that is a dumb one
0: yeah that's a dumb criminal yeah we got a few good ones here like I said some are better than others but
1: I like that ending making it a little bit less of a
0: yeah little light off of your Debbie Downer here so
1: absolutely Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Well, I think I am done telling my story. Do you have anything to add?
1: I don't think I have anything to add other than we can be heard on, um, as of right now, just Spotify. But we, in the future, will be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Overcast, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, You can also check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And our website, momandmurder.com. And please don't forget to share your listener stories at momandmurder at gmail.com. That's M-O-M-A-N-D-M-E-R-D-E-R.
0: Yeah, get those listener stories out there. We want we want to hear what's going on with you guys as well. Um, like I said, it can be a spooky story. It can be um a ghost happening that happened to you. It can be, um, you know, it. Um, if you want to come on as a guest and tell us an actual crime, then contact us on the pages that Mercedes has listed above the momandmurder.com or momandmurder at gmail.com. Submit your story or tell us that you want to come on as a guest and give us kind of a little verbiage of what's going on, um, what your story's about, so we can take a look at those and get you on, um, get you scheduled. We do have our first guest coming up, so um, that'll be exciting. We'll see how that goes.
1: I'm um, excited.
0: Yeah. And I don't oh, know, should, and we, you- should we give a little, um, our first guest what the subject, is? I mean, I, I, won't, I don't want to tell what the story is, but, Should I say whether it's crime, paranormal?
1: I think we should be surprised. All
0: right, we're going to surprise you all. So you want to find out? Tune in, listen to us, please. Please rate us so that we can get those ratings out there. Um, If you think we're good enough, please share with your friends, family, whomever. We need, you know, we need to get absolutely out there. We're we're looking to branch out. like I said, I was looking <laughs> to get to Wisconsin, and, we,
1: and got, we got to the goddamn Philippines. Yeah,
0: but I'd love to hit all 50 states if, you know, if we're able to do that. That That's, um, you know, I kind of wanted to branch out a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, but dang, we already went to the Philippines. So <laughs> who knows? You know, that's
1: that's crazy, because that's actually where Dan's mom's from, is the Philippines.
0: I know, and that's why I said I was like, <laughs> that's, I was like, that's why
1: when you said that, I'm like,
0: What? like oh I wonder if it's maybe someone who you Dan know it it
1: could possibly
0: or something. Hmm. All right, we're gonna have to give them a little slack of damn Damn it,
1: Dan, those, those damn it, Dan you helped us so far.
0: Yeah. And again, Dan, thank you so much for these awesome jackets. I I can't say enough. They're so freaking cool. I cannot <laughs> wait to wear it. Support. Well, hey,
1: I think we should maybe post a picture.
0: Oh, we're going to definitely post. A picture. You'll <laughs> see that picture on the gram. You'll see it on our Facebook page. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to get those pictures out there because they're they're freaking awesome jackets. So like I said, rate us so that you get into a drawing. We should have merch made up soon. Um, we'll have, you know, probably some little things to start off with until we get some actual merch going and. I did have people actually reach out to me already. They want sweatshirts. They want t-shirts. They want, you know, and
1: within time, within time,
0: that's uh, the best word of advertisement. There's, is, is uh, you guys wearing our stuff. So um, we'll have drawings so that you guys are able to get some of this stuff. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, I think that's all I have for us for this week. Um, our next episode will be in two weeks. Until then, listen to your mother.
1: And don't go home with strangers.